Welcome to Drinking Bros, presented by GhostBed.com. Sit back, relax, and grab a fucking drink. What is up? Welcome back to Tomahawk. I am your host, Rob Fox, joined as always by Dan Holloway. We're here to talk some Atlanta Braves baseball. Um, And, you know... Apologies for the upcoming redundancy, but we're just gonna like suck Ronald Acuna's dick for a while again today. Um, I never get tired of it. There's not really, it's not really like redundant or superfluous to me at this point to fillet Acuna. Is it the taste? What is it? It keeps bringing you back. I, it's like I never leave. Really, like mm-hmm. I'm just on it. It's like, um, fuck. What is? Uh, there's like a couple shows where people get like addicted to something, but there's one where oh it's like slurm and futurama yeah right where they're yeah. just like eventually he's just I need like, another slurm to wash the slurm taste out of my mouth is a <laughs> quote from the show so yeah and at one point they're just like sucking on the slug <laughs> that's basically where i'm at now okay. ron acuna is the slurm slug for me uh, but before we get to acuna in particular uh fucking huge series win it felt like against the rangers braves kind of on a skit i got rocked in toronto basically mm-hmm. Um, and then they, they were on a four game losing streak cause they lost, um, they had split with the, the Red Sox. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a little worried going into the Rangers series because the Rangers are, they're a good, not great team, but it's a road series and they're definitely talented, have a good record and all that shit. I think they're, they are still in first place in the West 26 and 17. Um, so, I mean, the Braves are only a game better than them. Um, and they have, uh, uh, maybe oh the second best run differential in 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 the al um actually in the major leagues the rangers had the second best run differential at at plus 87 uh only behind the rays so a good team Mm -hmm. um and the braves it seemed like i didn't get to watch almost any of this series just because i was busy but uh nice to see that they weren't content to just tread water came out in game one after that sweep and blew their fucking doors off yeah i mean they didn't they really didn't swing the bats well against Toronto for whatever reason. I don't know why. It's not that Bassett Tor- pitched a complete game shutout. Yeah, which is interesting because they usually hit him pretty well. Um, since he's been, I mean, they've seen him a lot because he was at the Mets. Yeah. Um, uh, and that was, I mean, obviously that was the by far the best game he's pitched all season. Uh, the other two games, they just snatched defeat from the jaws of victory. To be honest. Um, did not play well. Mentor didn't look good in either. Actually, he hasn't looked good in a while, frankly. At this point, it's beyond a uh, slump, I would mm-hmm. say. Like, it's just kind of like, okay, something might mm-hmm. be wrong with AJ. Iglesias blew a save, but he's not going to be perfect. Now, you'll, you'll, I mean, the best closers in baseball are going to blow four or five a year, probably. So, yeah. That's that, just how that goes. But yeah, the bullpen has been okay, it's not been very good lately. No, it hasn't lived up to uh, the potential that we thought it had. Um, well, some of that is because two of our starters are out. For sure. And they're covering down on a lot of innings they wouldn't normally be covering down on. So that's just, you just kind of got to, this part, we're, we're getting into the dog days of summer. It's almost June now. You just kind of got to eat that and hope for the best. As long as you keep winning most series. If you win two out of three series, it's you're good. Yeah. And I, yeah, um, I'll, I need to dive into these numbers. I might do it for the next uh, episode. Um, but yeah, you're right. You know, they have to eat a lot of shit in the fourth, fifth, and sixth, 
Whereas, you know, ideally, you really just want them out there for seven, eight, nine, maybe six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah. Um, if the starter's being inefficient. So I, I wonder what their numbers are seven, eight, nine innings versus, you know, when they have to throw half a game. Um, that would be interesting to me to see. So I'll probably, I might dive into those numbers at some point um, just to see how their performance is, the, when they're pitching the way they're supposed to be pitching versus when they have to cover. Uh, other shit but the game against the rangers uh game three uh comeback win mm-hmm. arcia hits the go-ahead homer in the ninth i believe top of the ninth incredible like i, I just i i'm very happy to see that they're not content to just sort of wait for reinforcements and try to just play 500 ball well um, the lineup is still really good right the defense is still really good especially now that arcia is back on both accounts um Rosario has been playing okay defense and left, I guess. Um, but he has been hitting really well. Uh, he had a homer against the Rangers in Game Three, right? Yeah his his batting average has gone from like point eight seven to two fifty two in the past month. So you know you can't really complain about that too much. I mean, if Eddie's on, he's fucking great. Like he's a thirty homer potential guy. I mean, even if you only get twenty twenty five mm-hmm. homers out of him, that's the the most interesting thing about his his uh splits right now is that he's eight for 19 this year against left-handed pitching now i don't know if that's coincidental or or what and i i don't understand i don't know it's not reflective of, of his career to be honest um but you know he's got better vision now than he did before <laughs> yeah. uh, so that might play into it in some way he's hitting 286 in may so far um, you, you know, that's, that's, that's pretty good. And a lot of that has been against left-handed pitching. So I'm, I'm curious to see if they're going to run him out there against lefties more in, in big games, if it's a rubber game or, you know, against a tough opponent or something like that, where you can't necessarily afford to have a weak bat in the lineup or have certainly Ozuna can't be in the outfield ever. So, uh, no, literally, literally ever. It'll be, um, it'll just be interesting to see how they, handle this moving forward because he's so, done pretty well actually uh he doesn't uh rosario's not that bad against lefties and he hits 275 against lefties in his career in uh 906 at bats mm-hmm. so what do you call that like two a season and a half two seasons almost 906 at bats uh yeah but he's got like uh there, there's a reason that he hasn't seen since he left cleveland he hasn't seen many lefties yeah um Although in Cleveland he had, he hit for a pretty decent average, he had uh, two eighty one in in twenty nineteen against left handers. But his uh, his slugging percentage is like almost a hundred points less, I think, against lefties. So maybe he's just making weak contact. Who knows, man? Now that the ship's gone, it might not be necessary to set him every time there's a lefty up. I and he's certainly, I would say, one of his advantages maybe as a lefty versus a lefty as opposed to like a lot of other lefties is that he's um he's such an ambush hitter mm-hmm. you know what i mean that he he's aggressive i i suppose so he's if he sees a fastball he's just gonna attack fastball type yeah. of situation um what you see from strider in game three he kind of had another not ideal start i guess like not terrible but yeah he just couldn't locate his fastball that's that's really what it was um he had uh 
was getting behind in some counts here and there. You know, still always has electric stuff, but um, if you, you you can throw ninety seven, but if it's belt high and out over the plate, people in Major League Baseball are going to hit the shit out of it. Right. So, especially if they see it a lot. Yeah, and even some of the outs he got, like when he was in a jam, and um, Corey, I, I guess uh, I, I think it was Simeon hit a line drive to Acuna, and he caught it, and then Seager hit a line drive uh, to Eddie, and he caught it. But those could those are very hard hit balls as yep. well. So you know. Sometimes you just it's it's part of growing up as a pitcher. You have to learn how to have success when you don't have your best stuff. I think uh Charlie Morton is somebody he could learn from about that. Um and he's also he's also working on developing a new pitch it seems because I've seen him throwing a cutter and that's never happened before. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure that that's necessary to be honest. Um maybe he just doesn't feel comfortable with the changeup so he's pivoting to a cutter instead. It's the most popular pitch in baseball now. Cutters and sweepers, aside from just a regular, you know, country fastball, is definitely the most popular pitch now. So I don't know if he's if he's going to work on a sinker cutter combo or something like that. I don't think he should. Um, I think the fastball right at the top of the zone is his most dangerous pitch. Um, it's so, so we'll fucking electric that yeah i don't know that he needs it's almost like a a reverse maddox right like maddox had quote-unquote four pitches but he really only threw two um i like we talk about he very very like a lot of variance on the fastball Mm -hmm. in terms of grip and and um direction and stuff like that but he threw a fastball and a changeup basically exclusively um so you can do it with two pitches and he is like i said he's kind of like the inverse of maddox like maddox obviously not a lot of velo um it was all location and stuff like that. Certainly, Strider needs to work on his location. But, um, yeah, I mean, he's got, in a sort of similar inverted way to Maddox, he's got such good stuff that a, a third and fourth pitch, aside from just, like, having something in your back pocket to pull out to confuse a hitter mm-hmm. randomly, not necessarily, like, super necessary, you would think? Yeah, I, I mean, I think fastball slider and then something that moves in the other direction i mean change up obviously would be best but i still think he needs to go for a, a splitter or fork ball or something like that maybe it's he's not a, he's not a very tall guy he's like probably five ten. yeah maybe um so i don't know if his hands are big enough to throw a conventional splitter but like a vulcan change or something like that not a circle change a circle change is, is hard for somebody with small hands as well so you, get, you, yeah, gotta, you, you gotta get wrap the, the whole yeah. hand around the ball to slow it down so you can keep the same arm action and take 10 miles per hour off it's kind of a process so um i don't know he's he's young he's 23 or 24 years old whatever he is so he's got there's just so much time for him to learn stuff and to be honest he's kind of a perfectionist too so i can see in his mind th- looking at a regular season game like this almost the same way as you might look at a spring training game where um i'm probably good enough to beat these guys anyway so i'm going to go try some things in this start yeah and and you know there might be some level of hubris to that but he's striking out 14 people per nine innings you know what i mean <laughs> so it's hard to fucking say anything I, about I agree it. with you that morton would be a good person for him to learn from morton actually kind of um people don't really realize it now because he's i don't know he's like the old crafty veteran mm-hmm. and he's kind of been around everywhere but morton uh pretty similar to strider coming up he's bigger than strider Mm. not the same body but like morton was really high velocity and then had a fucking killer breaking ball yeah just like strider i mean morton not quite as 
uh, high velo as Strider, but he was throwing like 98, I think, coming up. Like he was, he he had like serious velocity on his fastball, and the curveball's always been yeah insane. So that would be honestly a good person to learn from, especially because I think um, <laughs> I think Charlie Morton has a lot of like I don't know you, that you would call it regret on his early career because he was with the Pirates. What are you going to do? But like certainly, if there's one person to talk to about who's super talented and has had a great career, but is, could still go back and be like, man, these are the things I would have done differently young. Like, that's a great person to learn from. Yeah, you need mentors, man, because you can have all the athletic ability in the world, but if you don't know what to do with it or how to hone those skills as a young player, then, you know, you're just kind of flapping in the breeze almost. Right. And you can see... um on a lot of guys who have the athletic ability, but like they get a little older, things wear just a little mm. bit. And that's just like, it doesn't take that much. Like once you're in the pros in any sport, it's just margins. Yeah. Like it's just, you just, you don't need to lose that much of an edge to, to just drop off a cliff. Uh, and, um, you know, we were talking, I guess Azuna's gotten a little bit better, but we were talking about that with Azuna, right? He's always so fucking strong. And in his younger days, like he could just be strong. Um, and we'll talk about it with Acuna in a second. That is a complaint we had about Acuna uh, for a couple of years. He's like, man, he's such a freak. But like, at some point, he can't rely on only being a yeah. freak. But he's, uh, I mean, his approach this year has been about as good as I've ever seen it. Um, yeah, let's get into that. Because I sent you a tweet the other day, maybe it was yesterday, um, of a stat that was eye-popping it's my second favorite stat of this uh episode actually but it's crazy so acuna has hit 47 balls this year at 105 miles per hour or harder 47 connect and that's in play right that's not foul balls anything like that yeah that's uh then who's the next highest the next highest is vlad jr and Raphael devers are tied with 34 each he's got 13 more than the next closest person and so 25 percent more basically than the next closest person yeah and by the way like 13 would be a good um, the difference between first and second here would be a good amount of barrels or hard hit or i'm sorry that would be a really good amount of uh balls hit at that speed for any player well, that, well let's call it hard hit balls because that's how major league baseball defines it 95 or higher yeah well and so he's one he's 105 and higher. yeah he's, like a player, most players in the league, if they had 13 balls right now, hit 105 miles an hour or harder, would be like, dude, I am crushing the fucking ball this yeah. year. And that's how many difference he has between first and second place. That, that in itself is mind-blowing. So I dove into some of the stats on where he ranks on this stuff. So Acuna actually is somehow fourth in average exit velocity in the major league base, in, in the major leagues. Uh, unsurprising to learn probably that Aaron Judge is first yep. uh, at 96.2. Uh, so every Aaron judge averages a, uh, really good fastball off the bat every time he fucking puts it in play. Um, surprised to learn that Olsen actually a tick above Acuna at third. Yeah. You know what the, uh, so just quickly, the difference between those two is, or between those three, I guess, um, is that Aaron judge is going to strike out in about 34% of his at-bats, and you could say it's probably about the same for Matt Olson. Mm-hmm. Whereas, um, hold on, I can do the math real quick. Five, five, six, three, three. Um, for Acuna, it's 16.5%. What? 
16 and a half percent strikeouts. Oh, his strikeout rate is actually lower than that this year. It's 16 and a half right now. I think. Well, I don't know about right now, but he's on pace. According to ESPN site, he's on pace for 102 strikeouts and 633 at bats. That's about 16 and a half percent, which is amazing for a guy that's going to go 40 40, frankly, in, in today's uh, game. So he is actually, so this is what I want, another thing I wanted to do. His, his K percentage right now mm-hmm. for this year is 13.7. Boy, and you, you look at Olsen, uh, let's see, 63 strikeouts and 161 at bats, whatever that is. Yeah, and you'll take that, by the way. I mean, that, that's 40%. So no, I, actually, I, would, I wouldn't take that. I would like it to be a little bit better. Yeah, maybe in the 30s. Um, but yeah, the same thing for Judge. Judge is struck out 48 times in 130 at bat. So um, the Third. hard hit rate. So uh, that's why Acuna is currently on pace for like 225 or so hits this year. Yeah. Uh, because he's not only is he hitting the ball incredibly hard, he's also, it's like a sliding scale. You want a guy to be either making a lot of contact and putting the ball in play or hitting the ball very hard when he does, and he's doing both of those things. And so this is what I've gleaned from the number. Now, certainly I've, I've been wa- watching him all year, and, and I, you do kind of see this. Um, he did this a lot, but not as well in his near 40-40 year in 2019. Mm-hmm. But this is how he plays, and this is how um, Albert Pujols hit, is that you you sort of work backwards, right? The goal isn't uh, launch angle and home runs and power, right? Mm-hmm. The goal is great hitting. Yeah, and yeah. and you let it's like letting the homers, letting the doubles come to you. Yeah, and that is exactly what Acuna is doing. And yeah. and what and look, there's there's only so many players that even have this ability, right? Like players, even like Judge, who is great. He he, or, and or like Olson, who is you know very good, but is certainly an imperfect player. Um, they need to uh, probably cheat's not the right word, but they need to have specific goals. Mm-hmm. Um, they need to be like, I right, I need to do this to get this. Guys like Acuna, Pujols, Trout, that type of thing. They essentially, like I said, they let the results work themselves out. Yeah, I mean, it's you know part of it is. Trout's this way too. He's such a good low ball hitter, and and Bryce Harper as well. Mm-hmm. Such a good low ball hitter that they don't necessarily have to concentrate on lifting the ball. And and for each, for all three of those guys, Trout, Pools, and uh, or not Pools, Trout, Acuna, and Harper, they do have just like any other hitter a hole at the top of their swing because that pitch looks so good because it's right at your eyes, but you can't fucking hit it. But uh, you can't miss up there if you're if you're six inches too low. That ball's going 450 feet for right. all three of those guys, and that's why you see uh, players like Harper and Trout and Acuna. They'll go four, five, seven games without a home run, and all of a sudden they'll hit five in a series, right? Because you, if you fuck up with them, like they're not out there trying to lift the ball and hit home runs. That's just how they hit. And if you miss a pitch in the right spot, it's going out. Um, so, you know, to be honest, if Acuna focused on it, he could probably hit 280 and hit 50 home runs every year if he wanted to. Yeah. But does that help the team? No. He wants to be he, – he feels like he's a leadoff hitter, and that's why uh, that type of approach to the game is so so useful and, and so successful for him. To be honest, um, if 
Trout and Otani's careers had lined up differently, I wouldn't have been surprised to see somebody throw them out one two as well. Yeah, uh, you can imagine what if they came up like six years later. Yeah, if it, yeah, if Otani was a little bit older, or Trout a little bit younger, instead of having pools in the middle of that lineup, you might have seen Trout one, Otani two, and that would have been something. Ugh. To be honest, as a matter of fact, I would do it right now. Yeah, um, why not? Just get because the difference between the fir- hitting first and hitting sixth. Or I'm sorry, hitting first and hitting fifth, I think is like 50 at bats a year. Yeah, 50 plate appearances is a lot for the two of the best hitters in baseball. You really, yeah. I mean, you can justify going going them maybe like three, four, just because you want the RBI opportunities. Mm-hmm. But a guy like that shouldn't be hitting below, and neither of those guys should be hitting below four. And really, ideally, you you really, if you don't want them lead off, fine. But two, three, right? Like that's certainly where you would want them. But Acuna, I mean, just the approach, just everything. So I kept looking at the numbers. He leads the league in hard hit balls, mm-hmm. just outright hard hit balls. He's third in the league in barrels, uh, only twelfth in the league in barrel rate, though. And I, but what that means is, is that, or or what, the reason for that, despite leading the league in barrels, but not, but only being twelfth in barrel rate, is that he's hitting mm-hmm. right. Like I said, Judge Olson, those types of guys, uh, Vlad Jr., whomever, like they're not making as much contact. So when they do make contact, they're getting more barrels. Yeah. And they're, they're, they're all, all the, I don't know about Vlad. Uh, I guess I could look, but the other guys are fucking striking out twice as much as him. Yeah. Which if is not more. I mean, that, that's pretty, that's a wild stat to see somebody who's at the top of the league in home runs uh, in the top 10 or so in home runs. I believe top five. Definitely in, definitely in uh, barrel rate and hard hit balls, and he's striking out half as much as everybody else. That's pretty incredible. So this is what's funny, too. Oh, okay. damn. Vlad's not striking out either. He's only struck out 26 times this year. Oh, shit. Okay, so scratch Vlad. That was actually um, very um, sizest of me. Well, one of these years, he's going to win an MVP. Hopefully, it's before he gets diabetes. Because <laughs> I, I really, I mean, he's... if. Oh God! If the guy would just commit to being as healthy and in shape as possible, he would be the best player in baseball. I think he's insane, and that's that's something you see. With, like if you see a if you see a guy who has power who doesn't strike out, that guy's an animal. Yeah, that guy's that guy's a top five hitter. Like period. Um, so it's funny too, just to give some um, perspective on this with Acuna, um, his launch angle. Is between fifty to seventy five percent lower than these other dudes mm-hmm. that are with him on barrel rate and number of barrels and stuff like that. The product of that is not that he's doing worse. It's actually it actually means he's doing better. He's second in the league in major leagues in batting average, which typically you know batting average has kind of fallen out of favor a bit. But at the end of the day, I mean. Well, when your when your average exit velo is ninety five miles per hour and you're hitting three fifty almost, that's pretty fucking good. Right. You know? I mean, it's definitely something you should pay attention to. Uh, Luis uh, Arez is, it's like uh, he's Pete Rose, right? I mean, not obviously not nearly as good as Pete Rose, but he's doing um, a Pete Rose impression. But he's yeah, he's doing a. a, a an impersonation not just this year either the past couple of years he he won the batting title in the american league last year don't forget yeah. which is uh crazy that the marlins were able to pick him up um but yeah he's uh that dude's legit he's a really good uh a really good hitter but acuna is 
at this point, so Arez has been on the the downswing a little bit. I think he's down to what, like three sixty or something. Yeah, he um, uh, he's he's still leading Ronald, but I think not by not by nearly as much. Um, he's in three seventy eight, and Acuna is at three forty five. So he's thirty three points ahead still. But it's uh, you know, if you look at OPS, it's not even close. I like oh, Arez, no. Arez. His he's what a hundred points behind. He's hitting. He's a hundred points in OPS behind, and he's got thirty more, thirty-three more batting average points. If that tells you anything, right? And only Arez, only three barrels on the year. <laughs> How is that even possible? <laughs> like you, you as good a hitter as he is, you would think he would hit barrels by accident sometimes. I know, right? Just putting the bat on the ball in the right situation. But yeah, he's only barreled the ball three times. Um, to, to your point, yeah, he's like a Pete Rose type hitter, which, by yeah. the way, plenty of utility in that. Oh yeah, well, I mean, that's he, he's uh, yeah, he, he's a he's a value add anywhere he goes for sure. Yeah, with like unquestionably. So Acuna hitting the ball harder than basically anyone. He is in the top twenty in least strikeout. I think he's, he ranks eighteenth right now in strikeout percentage mm-hmm. uh, at thirteen point whatever. Uh, like I, again, like watching him this year, and again, I, I you saw it a little bit in 2019 because he did. He is the type of guy like you see him get a lot of base hits or a lot of like almost like balls that are I wouldn't call it like smashed into the ground, but mm-hmm. a lot of his doubles are like basically ground balls. Yeah, you know what I mean. That find holes or get down the line. Like they're not he they're not like roped off the wall and yeah. stuff like that. Um, so so his launch angle it's at like six something seven percent or whatever. Um or six degree, whatever it is. Uh, I mean, he is just working backwards. He's still in the top. He's in the top five in home runs. Uh, his slugging percentage is, I didn't even check where he ranks in that. I assume it's ridiculous. His slugging percentage is incredibly high. And it, according to fan graphs, it should be higher. So he's second, he's second in the major leagues in slugging percentage. Um, second in batting average. I, it's just, Absurd. The only thing he's, he's really first in on base percentage, second in slugging. You know, I mean that's uh that is that's a legit like great that's a Miguel Cabrera, Albert Poolholes, Frank Thomas kind of year right there. You don't yep. see there's not many guys uh in uh, you know, oddly enough, all right handers as well, but uh you don't see that kind of stat very frequently. Even in his best years, I don't think uh people like Griffey would do something like that. Um maybe Albert Bell, yeah, just because he was so roided out, like, and people, I, I, he definitely had, he had a fifty-fifty year, fifty home runs, and I think he had fifty-two doubles that year. Um, so maybe that year because he walked a lot as well, but it was most of the walks were intimidation walks. I think I'm not sure if he has necessarily has a great eye. I think people were just scared for him to knock their fucking heads off. <laughs> I can give you one certainly. Um, actually, he has a couple. Uh, but uh, Chipper had a couple, mm. 400, 600 years. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, 99, his MVP year, obviously. He, his on-base percentage was 441, and his slugging was and six. I'm sure Bonds did it a couple years as well. Uh, oh, God, yeah. Probably four in a row. Yeah, Bonds for sure. Um, but from for human beings, uh, Chipper, uh, God, actually, Chipper in, in 07, also 425, 604, and that was when he wasn't even hitting home runs mm. anymore. Uh, he had 29, I guess, but... He was more of a doubles guy at that point. Um, I mean, Bond's career OPS is Ronald Acuna's OPS this year. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know. Take it. He may have had some help. But so do you think, 
this is like a co- this is like a, one of our most common topics questions but like the approach everything like this doesn't look like it's just talent anymore uh yeah it's his his approach has definitely changed quite a bit um I still see him on the bases sometimes, not from first to second, but from second to home. He makes mistakes sometimes. Yeah. Um, and situational hitting, I think there's still some learning to be done there. But let's just be clear. The guy's already almost won an MVP. He's probably, unless he gets hurt this year, he'll definitely win the MVP in the National League. I, I don't see how. Yeah. He'll, I mean, if he stays he'll be healthy. He'll 40-40 and hit 330 or higher. There's no way. And, and, and likely drive in 100 runs. It depends on how the bottom of the Braves lineup uh, performs the rest of the year. But He's um, already scored 40. Yeah. He'll score 130 or so runs probably yeah. as well. So he'll win MVP this year. He's 25, right? So he'll be uh, in his prime about two and a half years from now. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah, I mean, he's got plenty of time to learn and stuff like that and, and sharpen up. And I think it's uh, it's all about, like with any other professional athlete, it's about finding internal ways to challenge yourself. It's what made Kobe and, 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 and Jordan great. It's like taking offense to things, uh, even if it's just your own performance. But like, I'm better than that. Fuck that. I'm going to get better at this. Or people in the league. I mean, the way you got to frame it is – People in the league think they can get me out by throwing the slider low and away, so I'm either going to learn how to take it or fucking drive it. You know what yeah. I mean? That's that's the mindset that it takes to be truly great over the course of your career, especially once the athleticism starts to fade. But we're talking about fucking eight years from now when the athleticism <laughs> presumably would start to fade. Right. If then, if not later, right? So, I mean, you know, uh, it's this has been a big step for him. If- I, I think I think being out all that time made it, gave him a little bit of FOMO. And I think, I mean, while well, he was, uh, he had the ultimate FOMO experience. missing a World Series. Yeah, yeah. I think he really wants to win. Um, he seems less doofy this year than he has in the past. Yeah, he's he's not giving up any at bats. He used to give up a lot of at bats. He would get yeah. I mean, he would either miss his pitch. I mean, well, he, yeah, he would basically miss his pitch one way mm. or the other, right? Maybe he fouled it off. Maybe he didn't see it coming on that, or maybe whatever um maybe he just swung and missed but Mm. you would see him sort of like be like well that was my pitch and then just kind of like wave at it for the rest of the at bat you're seeing that a lot less but i also think honestly what you're seeing a lot less is him missing his pitch as well yeah and that's gonna happen there's not much you can do about that i mean it's uh the best players that will ever play this game can succeed about three out of 10 times. So, right. You know, what the fuck are you going to do? You can't, like I, I get it. We're not playing video games here. This is like the, the most difficult thing to do in sports, which is to hit a round ball with a round bat. And now they're cutting and diving in every fucking direction <laughs> at 97 miles per hour. I mean, it's never been harder to hit ever. I don't think no, in not, the history not, of baseball. No, the only thing that could have possibly made, there's only two things in baseball now that that uh, I guess you could say have um, are easier for the hitter than um, than it used to be, which is a lower mound, mm-hmm. and um, I I would say uh, well just better equipment, right? Like that's sort of a a thing in tennis they talk about all the time. They're like yeah. it's it's impossible to compare eras, and golf is the same way too, but tennis even more so. It's like impossible to compare eras because the equipment's just fucking insane now. Yeah, as compared to like 
a wooden racket from the even the early like McEnroe days. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, and I presumably bats are roughly the same way. Remember there was that thing for a while where um, there was just like a million broken bats because these dudes were just having like toothpick handles with like, well, fat fucking barrels. They were also they also switched over to uh, from at, primarily white ash is what bats have been made of throughout all of baseball history and then sometime i think it was in the the late 90s this canadian company i can't remember the name of them uh fuck um i can't remember the name of it but they started making these maple bats right oh yeah and that's what that's uh barry bonds popularized them he made them very popular and they would just like that that he was using that bat actually when he hit that home run when he broke his bat it was a maple (laughs) bat so it was like the it was it was lighter than a than ash, um, and they would press it and bone it to make it just as hard, right? And then um, it would, uh, but like you said, at the handle at the narrow points, it lost a lot of its integrity. So you would see yeah. a lot of shattered bats, even on hard hit balls, sometimes, which is interesting. Um, now there's a company, but there's obviously Louisville Sluggers. A lot of people still use them, but I think the most popular bat out right now is the Victus, and they have every type of wood imaginable like you go to their hitting lab and they put you in a 3d cage and you fucking take swings and they give you different types of lumber different shapes of bats different knobs and all kinds of stuff to kind of dial in what feels comfortable for you so it's a lot different now i mean that's where dansby gets his uh axe handle bats from oh really yeah yeah the axe handle is kind of a popular thing now as well i feel like or has been in the last couple of years. And there's some that don't have a knob at all. It just kind of gets a little bit bigger at the end. You yeah. know what I mean? Which is, um, um, that's almost like a classic bat. Like if you go mm, look at yeah. pictures of bats. The early part of the 20th century, yeah, that's pretty much what they were using. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, the equipment and stuff is the only thing that basically makes it hitting less shitty. Uh, but I, I really, it's it's still early in the year or whatever. He could slump. Well, he will slump at some point. But this feels like a corner's turned and i do hope you're right i hope he got the fomo and was like fuck like i I guess i hope he he understood the um sort of fleeting nature of it Mm -hmm. all and how easily it could be taken away and was like all right i'm not wasting any more opportunities and he certainly has uh uh plenty of sort of competitive fire in him uh if you remember all the all his highlights from the venezuelan series oh yeah yeah he definitely was having fun playing baseball again and maybe that was it who knows yeah um so i mean just acuna look if you guys if you're a braves fan you already know but if you're not a braves fan and you just like baseball and you're listening to the show and you want to watch acuna is must see tv right mm-hmm. now the same way i will always unless there's a good matchup i pretty much always turn on an angels game after the Braves <laughs> game is over yeah. um just to watch those two guys um and they are hitting two three i was looking into that a second ago they're okay. hitting two three pretty much this whole season um but nothing else going on in that lineup so kind of wasted yeah uh real quick before we uh, keep going we do have some sponsors specifically mybookie.com if you go to mybookie.com use the promo code drinking bros you will double your first deposit up to one thousand dollars uh so if you put in fifty dollars they'll give you a free fifty dollars you put in a thousand dollars they'll give you a free thousand dollars just depends how much you feel like putting in they will match that use the promo code drinking bros and they will do that any uh baseball bets you like this week the braves or this weekend i should say the braves have uh the mariners which is kind of interesting uh yeah i think they uh i haven't seen who the pitching matchups are going to be but that's that's a tough series mariners are a good team 
They are. They're still only 21 and 22, but like we talked about uh, last week, I think it's a good roster. Mm-hmm. And it's just, they're just not quite, uh, they haven't. They haven't gotten there quite yet, um, but I they're tough. I wonder if we uh, catch Castillo. Let's check that real quick. Yeah, maybe. And uh, Julio Rodriguez is having a pretty uh, pedestrian year so far. A little sophomore slump. Yeah. So Which, we miss you know, we miss Castillo. Thank God. Uh, we got Elder going tonight Ugh, on Apple TV, motherfucker. Uh, and then we're on Fox on Saturday. Question mark picture for that. And then Morton versus Kirby on Sunday. But um, yeah, you might get some good, and we're at home. Might get some good, uh, good value maybe on the uh, uh, bullpen game in particular because Gilbert, actually Gilbert Logan Gilbert's been pretty good. He's got a one hundred two WHIP this year, um, three nine one ERA though. He's had bad luck because he's also striking out uh, ten and a half per nine innings. Yeah, um, but hasn't been able to make it out of the fifth inning very very frequently. I think only once this year that might be you might get you might get the braces dogs on saturday uh yeah you may yeah and i think uh yeah their their starting pitching has been okay but everything after that has been kind of rough on them except for uh paul sewell but he's he's fucking great that dude is he's he's his era is a little elevated but he's i think he's become one of the best closers in baseball right now he's just kind of wasted on them because they're not fucking putting together good games but right He'll uh, sometimes him and Topa, Justin, Justin Topa, both had really good seasons on the back end of that bullpen. But the rest of that bullpen has not been good. I think they're just kind of waiting for their lineup to wake up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to score to win, especially in the fucking American League. I mean, it's it's always been like the, there's I don't I don't know if I can remember a team in the American League that was pitching a defense that was hyper successful. You know what I mean? No, because even the ones that had great of you know that mm. still hit yeah like um probably the best example uh in in recent times would be um i don't know the royals maybe were more pitching in defense or mm, yeah or, i guess that's probably the only one yeah the 15 16 royal era royals and then um, yeah that's pretty much it. The other, the, I, you could you could say tampa bay just always puts together a good roster yeah that does all the little things you need to do well but i would never have called them a, a pitching defense team no it's kind of a weird oblong situation yeah i they, it's a tough honestly it's tough sledding for the mariners this year the west is shaping up to be pretty fucking mm-hmm. good um i mean i don't think the rangers are a fluke um no, but they're gonna. They will see some regression at some point because they can't keep their pitchers healthy. Yeah, so that'll be a problem for them. But the hitters are fucking. I mean, they have um, Marcus Simeon, Corey Seager, uh, and Adolis Garcia. That's that's as good as a three man uh, uh, or three guys on a, on a fucking offense in baseball. So, um, you know, that's gonna be. That's going to be interesting to see how that plays out over the course of the season. Yeah, I actually, I'll tell you what. There's a couple picks I like. I like here. I would take uh, the Diamondbacks, and uh, they have Zach Gallon going tonight. Mm. They're playing the Pirates. Um, I would take that. The Rays uh, playing the Brewers at home with McClanahan on the mound. Love that. Um, what else we got here? Oof, gross. Tigers, Nats. Um, maybe uh i don't know about the brave you're talking about from today's games yeah today's games 
Uh, oh, I mean, just you can just fill in the Astros over the fucking A's. Um, and then, I don't know about Dodgers-Cardinals. That's a little sus to me. No, 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 no. That's Tony Gonsolin versus Steven Matz. Dodgers. All right. Uh, and then... Yeah, there's a couple good games here. I'm actually going to put in a parlay after this is over. I will. Uh, I'll let you guys know what I pick in the in Drinking Bros Sports. Um, yeah, I'm tossing something in today for sure. But yeah, mybookie.com promo code Drinking Bros. Double your first deposit. Uh, next up, this is my favorite stat I've seen all year about the Atlanta Braves. For anyone, I texted you the other day as I was just like giggling. Um, so we've basically for the last since the world series i would yeah. say um said that anthopolis is the best gm in baseball uh certainly top three along with you know whatever robot is running the rays and uh, yeah. <laughs> like maybe one other guy um but this statistic in particular is hilarious so orlando arcio we talked about a lot how he's had a nice year it's really unfortunate that he got hurt because he started mm. off great he's still playing great had that game winning home run like we said um but one thing we've talked about the RC is like he's such an interesting um, bet to make on shortstop because he was a top ten prospect in the league mm. with the Brewers. Like he was a top ten major league baseball prospect uh, with the Mor- Milwaukee Brewers. He's still relatively young. I think he's in his twenty. Twenty eight. Yeah. Yeah. Twenty eight. So, so he's, he's in his prime ish. Uh, he's in his prime years. Um. And the Braves were like, you know what? Let's save money. We can't afford Dansby, even though Dansby, Dansby's having a great year, by the way. He's earning his money. Oh, um, yeah. But uh, we can't afford it. Uh, we'd, or we'd rather spend our money elsewhere. So they they used our, they put our, plug RCA in. And then right at the beginning of the season, Anthopolis signs RCA, this former top 10 prospect who's 28 years old now, to a three-year, $7.3 million deal, which is he, – he's playing for free for us, basically, in the – more or less at this point yeah um so what's interesting about that is like we said arcia has has had an incredible start to the year been Mm -hmm. fantastic uh good on defense great with the bat uh he has actually put up despite being injured he has put up 1.1 wins above replacement this year despite missing time yeah how much of that is defensive because he's played outstanding defense this year let me look it up he has a 169 wrc plus so he is um it's not getting buoyed by the defense. Um, yeah, I mean, he's... Uh, he's uh, uh, Fangraphs kind of has him as like a slightly above average on defense. Okay. Um, well, that's better than what we expected because historically speaking, he's been slightly below average on defense. Yeah. But, you know, having Ron... And, and, you know, to be honest, it's never been his hands. His hands are great. It's been throwing. He's, he's just not been a great thrower. I think most of his errors have been throwing errors. So... Maybe uh, maybe Wash has fixed that up. Maybe he's just figured it out himself. Who knows? But, uh, yeah, he's got four home runs in 22 games despite missing some time. Um, and, you know, there's about 115 games left. So you're looking at, like, tw- a 20 to 25 home run season out of him, even with the injury. Mm-hmm. So, And his um, what's interesting with Arcia, too, so he's hitting 342 on a 386 batting average on balls in play. He's fast, but he's not, like, crazy speedy or anything yeah he's just hitting the ball hard um but what's really yeah encouraging is he's got a fucking 405 on base percentage mm-hmm. and his slugging is is 592 yeah i mean it's a it's a limited scene it's like a, a month worth of games basically 22 games 76 at bats um set seven walks so not a terribly high amount yeah but more than you know you would expect out of him so 
he's definitely seeing the ball well. And he's, you know, hitting down in the order like that, he's also seeing a lot of fastballs. And that just, over the course of the season, benefits the team so much where when you get to the bottom of their order, it's fucking Arcia and Michael Harris. You know what I mean? It's a like, fucking nightmare. It's just, there's no easy outs anywhere. I mean, the, it, to be honest, the worst starting hitter for the Braves so far this year has been Austin Riley, I think. Uh, yeah. For people that have played full-time so far, and he's going to hit fucking 35 home runs. So, you know, it's not a lot of complaints. No. And so RC has been great, especially when you, like you said, factor in that he, he's not hitting in the middle of the lineup. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, you're getting this production from a seven, eight, nine hole guy. Like, fuck. Um, so he's put up 1.1 wins of replacement, right? So... There is a, a dollar amount for each unit of win above replacement, mm-hmm. right? For each one win above replacement, there's roughly a dollar amount that teams would pay for that. They'll sort of like going rate, if you will. Like if you have, I, I don't know if the agents do this, but I imagine they have something similar where they'll come and be like, our guy was worth this. This is how much, this is the league average pay for this amount of production, whatever. Um, with his 1.1 win above replacement, Arcia has already exceeded the value of his entire contract. One win above replacement is worth $8 million. He's getting $7.3 million over three years. Yeah, you'll take that. Uh, like, what, what the fuck else could you possibly want Alex Anthopoulos to do? Like, he's just a fucking wizard at this yeah. point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, here's what I want him to do. I want him to um, take Jared Schuster and vaughn grissom and trade them yeah maybe to oakland who with whom we have a good relationship for this kid named brent rooker i don't know if you followed his career so far he's 28 now so kid is not necessarily the right word um but bounced around a little bit got saw some action in minnesota in 21 after the covid year but limited action um uh hits the ball really fucking hard on on a on a and it, but the 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 thing with him has always been that his uh, uh, he strikes out a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Lower average. So this year it seems like he figured it out. He's hitting two ninety five with eleven home runs and thirty RBI so far this year, which puts him on pace for forty home runs. Um, uh, he's doing that in the biggest goddamn stadium that exists. Yeah, you saw what happened to Sean Murphy once you got him out of the fucking Coliseum. Yeah, so he's hit. Uh, he's got about equal at bats, seven more bats at home than on the road, but he's got four home runs at home and seven on the road. So it's not like a massive split there. Yeah. Um, and he's hitting, he's also hitting about a hundred points higher away from that bullshit stadium. So I think that's a guy you can target. He's 28 years old. He's got another, uh, he's got this year and next year as pre arbitration year still came up late. Yeah. So you have team control of this guy for about four more seasons. Uh, and next year he's set to make about $850,000. So you can trade <laughs> those two guys and, and look, Oakland is a place where Vaughn Grissom can go and get major league at bats against major league pitch hitters, yeah. um, major league pitchers in a, in a environment where it doesn't really, it's not that big a deal if he Low fucks pressure. up on defense, you know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? And I mean, because he needs to develop, he needs to continue to develop as a hitter. So when he does figure it out on defense or they find a position for him, he can immediately step in and be, because I think he's got 
hitting wise, I think he's got MVP caliber skills at the plate. Uh, it's Especially just, you uh, can't you can't play bad defense on a fucking championship team like that. No, I mean he needs to be a third baseman too, mm. and he's not going to be a third baseman in Atlanta. Definitely not. No. So I think this is a really good trade. Uh, I know AA said he didn't want to do too much before, uh, uh, or this early in the season and shit like that. But that kid Rooker uh, is somebody that I've had my eye on for for about the last month, and he's really looked good. I mean, yeah. it's it's um, I'm a big fan of his. And then there's another guy over there in Oakland, um, young guy, 24 year old that came over uh, from. Um, uh, or they drafted him, I think, two years ago out of college. Um, his name is Mason Miller, and he's got uh, he's a, pretty much a strikeout per inning and a .98 whip as a starter for uh, Oakland. So that's another guy. It's like package some of these young guys, bring over a young starter that's major league ready right now, you know, and and uh, a left fielder that's major league ready right now. And then I think that those are there's there's a lot of stuff going on. Out there, and I, th- I honestly, I think A is probably going to wait to see what the actual timetable is for Wright, Freed, and for Soroka, right? To see exactly what he needs to do, so he can have. You don't, you don't want to fucking send Von Grissom over for a dude that is going to end up in, in middle relief, for example, right? It's yeah. just not worth it. So you want to make sure that uh, you do the right things. But there's, there's a lot of potential out there. I, I really want them to use Grissom and Schuster and whomever, whomever else they need to use to uh, go after Zach Gallon. I would like Zach Gallon, yeah. Zach Gallon or this kid, either one of those would be fine with me. Because I don't know what Oakland's situation is, like what they even care about right now. But, I mean, the, the Diamondbacks it's, it's are... not winning. <laughs> yeah, I know. The Diamondbacks are clearly in a rebuild, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they're not... Zach Gallon is useless to them, especially mm-hmm. because he's 27. But... He's not a free agent until 2026. Right. So we would have him for two and a half years under team control. Um, and honestly, at this point, like, forget even the fact that, like, you know, we'll have pitchers come back or or, or, or whatever. Like, just, just load it up, dude. Mm-hmm. Just load up the fucking rotation. Every game needs to be a nightmare for the other team in the playoffs. And Gallon right now is maybe the best pitcher in Major League Baseball. He's looking pretty good, yeah. I mean, it just obscene numbers uh am i on gallon's page yeah um 235 era uh his his fip is 178 he's got 2.7 wins above placement and then um where was i oh the advanced yeah uh his whip is 0.85 and for the entirety of last year his whip was 0.91 yep that'll that'll play that'll get her done yeah yeah uh Um. and he's it's his K percentage at. That's the other thing. He strikes out uh, 10 per nine, almost 11 per nine. So he gets yeah, that good. done. I mean, if they could put together a package that would include him and Corbin Carroll, for example, um, who's 22, uh, sitting just shy of a 900 OPS. He's already stolen 10 bases this year, plays really good defense in left field. Um, yeah, that's that's a move I think we should make probably, probably sometime in June, I would guess. Um, We'll, we'll see how the rest of the season plays out, or the rest of the summer, rather, plays out. Technically, Arizona's still in contention right now, so I'm not sure it will be I know. popular with the fan base to start making moves like that. It's going to have, like, just uh, if you're a Braves fan, start rooting for Arizona to fall off a cliff. Yeah. Like, look, they're not, they're not going to win the West. And I don't, 
they could man there's just the playoffs are so loaded right now mm-hmm. or they're so i'm sorry the playoffs are so expanded right now that they could very realistically make the playoffs um yeah, they actually have the, the third best record in the national league right yeah, now if the mets don't turn it around i think there's a pretty good chance yeah uh, cuz i think the marlins will hang around uh they've got their their offense this year is so much better than it's been the last couple of years and Despite the troubles that uh, Alcantara has had, he's still Alcantara. He'll turn it around, and they got that kid, uh, Yuri's, whatever the fuck his name is, that came up that basically is exactly like Alcantara. So right. good fucking luck over there. I think the Marlins will stay in the hunt, and the Phillies are going to make a push as well, so it may not matter what the Mets do, but um, the Padres have fucking sucked all year. Oh, man, they just... So I don't know what, what I don't know what's going to happen out of that. I don't maybe, know. Maybe but, they'll sign another guy to a half a billion contract. Yeah, and right. Still not make the playoffs. Yeah. Still not go far in the playoffs. I don't. I don't think the Giants are going to make a play, but I do expect the Padres to end up at second place in that division at some point. So the Diamondbacks will be out of it. The question is, will it be before the end of August? Right. So who knows? Yeah, I admit that they're. I mean, I just looked at their depth chart, and it's. It does not seem like this is going to be sustained. Uh, the run differential doesn't scream sustainable either um but that is what it is uh last but not least real quick uh the braves announced their first sponsor logo on their jersey and how the fuck is it not waffle house i have no idea or the varsity or something yeah. just give it a, i would rather them have given it away for free to somebody than put quick crete or whatever Quick-y the fuck. fucking quick crete like gross and or Coca-Cola, maybe. I don't uh, know. Yeah, no shit, so, right? Like an Atlanta-based company. Maybe not CNN. <laughs> but <laughs> certainly an Atlanta-based company. And maybe Quick Creed is. I don't know. Uh, Home Depot, also Atlanta-based. Arthur Blank owns Home Depot. Yeah. So uh, Quick Creed is a, an Atlanta company, okay. so whatever. I guess. It is funny, like... It might, that might be like a funny jersey to own in the future. So I actually low-key think that... Um, one reason they want uh, uh, sponsors on on jerseys is because uh, it sells more jerseys, not fewer jerseys. Because if you notice in soccer with the kits or whatever, mm-hmm. people like to have the different eras, right? Like yeah. Sh- Chevy on Man U mm-hmm. one year and then whatever the other year. I bought my uh, brother. He's a big, um, what was that team? Uh, Leicester. City or whatever. Yeah, Leicester City. They, uh, he's a Leicester fan, so I bought him a throwback from the 90s that just had some random British cracker company. You on said the front. Your, your brother is? Yeah. So he became a Leicester City fan when they won the title, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because no one was a Leicester City fan unless they were from Leicester City oh, before yeah, 100%. that. Oh, yeah, 100%. Was that 2018, Georgia, or 2017? And now they're about to get relegated, I think, I'm this sure. year. Yeah. I, I will say the, <laughs> the only other is- reason he might have done it although it was definitely primarily because of that. Maybe what stuck for him mm. is that their logo is a fox. I do like their kit, yeah. Uh, but I bought one from the 90s that was like this. Oh, just yeah, like- they're definitely getting relegated shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's still hope. There's still hope. Dude, Everton, they don't have any fucking hope. What are you talking about? two games left, and they're only a point away from safety, or two points away from safety. Uh, yeah, I guess it's so techni- I, it's mathematic- mathematically possible, it's yes, possible. but they're probably getting fucking relegated. <laughs> but I think... Like people will be like people want are like oh like oh that's funny you got the quick crete one then they'll be like oh shit I want the Coca Cola yeah, one that's a good I, point. I, want the, I want the Waffle House jersey I mean unless somebody signs a crazy long term deal you you should probably switch it out every year or three something like that right because if you buy an old one in fact I did this with the Nike ones I I had a pre Nike Braves jersey mm-hmm. and I was like ah, just show like it's old now like mm-hmm. I want the Nike version and so now yeah I think people will upgrade more frequently because 
they'll be like, oh, shit, like, I'm showing my ass. I got the quick creep version. I need, Maybe, I, need, yeah. I need the Waffle House. And it's about, I don't know how much they're paying for that right now. Now, the kit placement in uh, football internationally, that that's a lot of fucking money. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, it is a lot of fucking money. But baseball, it's probably not that much. No. I, I wonder how much a comparable one would be the NBA, I would assume. Uh, probably, yeah. But I, even the NBA, I don't think, because I, I how, how much, oh, let's see. Lakers wish contract. It's wish for the Lakers, right? Uh, it, it, yeah, it's like twelve okay. to fourteen million annually. Oh, that's nothing. No, it's just like paying for a bench player. Uh, I'm sorry. So Vox is saying thirty million, maybe forty-five. But if it's a like, uh, Giorgio, what do you think AIG paid Arsenal, or what do you think uh, who's on Chelsea right now? Chelsea is now. No, it was three. I, I'm pretty sure we're still three mobile. Uh, but I remember the Chevy sponsorship for Manchester United was around like eighty million. Yeah, I believe. And but that was like fucking thirty years ago, or like ten was, years ago, yeah, or like some 10 shit. Years ago, yeah. Um, Wayne Rooney wore that yeah. jersey. So and then they switched to AIG too, didn't they? For a while, Man Man City or Man U. I don't remember, but yeah, those kit contracts are probably right now in the hundred million dollar range. I would expect. Right. At a minimum for the top tier clubs, obviously. Oh, I'm so sorry. I was so wrong. It's uh, a, a decade ago, the contract was $599 million. <laughs> That's more like it. Yeah, I was, yeah. I, was, I was off by a decimal point. You were off by an order of magnitude. I, was, yeah. I probably did the per year. Yeah. So I believe much this more. is probably the, the uh, length of the contract. It's, so, probably like, it's probably like a six-year contract. For five hundred ninety-nine million, or an eight-year contract for five hundred ninety-nine million. Uh, yeah, probably something like that. So the I think it's a, I, the, the, for the top tier teams. I think, if I remember correctly, it's somewhere between a hundred and one hundred twenty million a year. That was back then. So yeah. I don't know what it is now. It could be the same. Who fucking knows? But yeah, we're. I mean, the Braves definitely aren't getting anywhere near that. They, no. I, I would be surprised. They probably got like ten million, maybe. Yeah. Uh, Especially which is you know it's ten million bucks. Yeah, take so. it. You know you're paying for a couple players, paying for all of RC's contract. Uh, Twitch, Twitchy Flyer Seven said that the quick creep patch is said to be for five years. That's a lot to do on your opening round. I know, um, but whatever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It seems like this between fifty-five million and eighty million is where you, per year is where you can land for this for the the front of the kit sponsorship. I'm looking at the top ones right now. Blah blah blah. Yeah, it's a five-year deal for Quickrete. Yeah, so that is what it is. Um, you know, uh, you would expect that they would have. So, so when you do the um, the kit contracts in so- in football, whatever soccer, uh, there's incentive bonuses. So if you win the league, you get uh, like I think it's usually like a ten to twenty-five percent increase in pay if you win the league and shit like that. Um, if you win. UEFA or champions or any shit like that, you get bonuses and stuff. If you have a league leading goal score, you get bonuses. So yeah. I mean, those those contracts are pretty dope. But either way, I don't know what it looks like structure wise for the Braves, but I imagine there's probably incentives in there, and the Braves are going to hit most of them because they're just successful every year. Right. Maybe they're not going to win the World Series every year, and they may not even get out of the first round of the playoffs every year, but they will be in the playoffs every single year. Right, and you'll have guys. I mean, at least one high-selling jersey with, yeah. with Acuna. Yeah. And my assumption would be if Strider can... I mean, not that he's pitching badly as he raised under three, but if Strider can like really get into Cy Young form between how just electric and funny is to watch and then his personality... And like changing that, to 99 as well will have something to do with that. Yep, 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 yep. A lot of... Yeah, so... But yeah, I thought that was interesting. Uh, fucking... 
I'll buy the Waffle House version uh, for sure. Yeah, but, maybe we'll make our own. Why not? Put Waffle House on the sleeve and then go to the game. And they're like, where'd you get this? Like, uh, Sell it out of my trunk. Yeah. $500. <laughs> Just sell it uh, down at the fucking whatever their battery. area is called. The battery. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's all I got for today. Going to watch, uh, I guess, tonight's game on Apple. But it uh, should be an interesting series. Definitely want to take this one from the Mariners because uh, the Dodgers and Phillies are coming up. And that's going to be pretty rough. Mm-hmm. So yep. have a good weekend. See you fuckers later.